Well, welcome everyone. We are so glad that you are tuning in today and joining us. We're going to start our time by singing some songs of worship together. So we want to invite you wherever you are, would you lift your voice and join us? Sing, he's coming on the clouds. He's coming on the clouds. Kings and kingdoms will bow. His broken hearts declare His praise But who can stop the Lord Almighty? Our God is the Lion, the Lion of Judah He's roaring with power and fighting our battles Every knee will bow before Him Our God is the Lamb for the sins of the world, His blood breaks the chains. But every knee will bow before the Lion and the Lamb. For every knee will bow before. Oh. Every knee will bow. We'll sing, open up the gates. So open up the gates. Make way before the King of Kings. The God who comes to save is He to set the captives free. But who can stop the Lord Almighty? Our God is alive, the Lion of Judah. He's roaring with power and fighting our battle. Confess, oh, it's you are Lord, yes, it's you are Lord. Sing, who can stop the Lord? Who can stop the Lord Almighty? 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 Who can stop the Lord? Sing our God, our God is the Lion, the Lion of Judah. He's roaring with power and fighting our battles. Every knee will bow before Him. Our God is the Lamb, the Lamb that was slain for the sins of the world. His blood breaks the chain. To worship together and two people on our staff who love raising their voices in worship are Mo and Aisha and they are actually over at CU's campus right now and they have a few words to share with us today so why don't we all head on over there and we'll see them at CU. 
Well, good morning, Estate. I'm so glad to be with you guys. Thank you for joining us on our online experience. As you can see, today is gonna to be a very special day and we're excited about that. If I haven't met you yet, my name's Maurice. And my name is Aisha. And we know that tomorrow and in the coming weeks, it's gonna be the first day back to school, back to campus for many of our college students. And we know this semester is gonna be a unique one. This morning is gonna be very different because we're starting from CU, if you haven't already caught on yet. I'm next to the buff. I was gonna to touch it, but I don't know if there's like any, you know, CU superstition or not. Uh, but this morning, let's get started with an amazing Sunday geared towards our college students. If you haven't known already, Aisha and I will be leading and directing not only young adults, but college students this next coming year. And because of that, I wanna let you know exactly our hearts, especially in a season like this. See, today is not only a day where we celebrate you and love you, we want you to know for you that call us in home and are probably pondering to call us in home, this is a space where you matter. This is a space where you belong, where you can wrestle, that you can doubt, and you can also grow. Not only that, when we say college students, we mean college students, college age students, whatever that may be. Especially in a season like this, we know that there are students who call us in home that are in California, that are in New York, all over the place. And yes, we are at CU. Yes, we have the Buffs gear on because we love Buffs. You guys are right in our backyard, but we know that there are some amazing students that are at Front Range, that are at CSU, that are probably taking a gap year, which is totally okay because this is still a space for you and still a home for you. Number two, the thing that I wanted to really relay to all of you, especially in our church-wide community, there's gonna be some shots that you see on your screen that's probably some B-roll of some places that are just empty right now. And there's gonna be thousands upon thousands of students that walk in those spaces. We, not want, we don't only want you to just see that as an empty place, we want you to see that as a place of opportunity, of opportunity for students to take the very first steps, an opportunity for students to meet others and to grow not only as students, but in their faith. Those shots that you see, I want you to know this is a moment to pray for every single student that'll be walking these halls. So don't view it as just a big empty university. View it as a space to pray and know that students have the opportunity to encounter God and that is what we're all about. Y'all, as I was walking on the CU campus, there was this sign I saw that caught my attention. It said, Zero Waste Station. And I want you all to apply that to this next season of your life. Whether you're gonna be at CU or another school or maybe you're taking a break, know that there is zero waste in this season. Romans 8:28 says that God causes all things to work together for the good for those that love Him and are called according to His purpose. There is purpose in this season. And I know it's challenging to not focus on what you can't do, what's missing, what's different, the restrictions, but I wanna encourage you today to shift your perspective and expect good in this season. In the midst of all the uncertainty, we want you to know that we see you and we're right in it with you. Well, all right, Ascent, we gotta get ready for our service and get moving. If it was up to us, we'd spend the entire morning talking about college students. But we know that there are many people that go to our church far beyond college years. <laughs> no, seriously though, we wanna make sure that not only you attend Ascent, but that you are connecting here at Ascent. Yes, so if you are new to Ascent, make sure you fill out that Connect card. And if you do so, we will give you a $5 Starbucks gift card. And if you are new to Ascent and you're a college student. If college students, there's more for you. Yes, make sure you <laughs> fill that out as well because we will give you a $10 Cosmos Pizza gift card. And we just want you to know all of Ascent, no matter who you are, it is because of your financial giving that we're able to do some amazing things, not only just for the community, but us all together, partnering together to bless people like our college students. So we hope and pray that you consider uh, partnering with us financially to continue to push the mission forward. All the ways to give is gonna be on your screen or check out our website online. And now our co-pastor Bill is gonna continue on in our service. Good morning, Ascent. Bill here. You guys, I love it that you guys have joined us this Sunday. I'm out here at Grasso Park here in Superior. This place is so cool. It's a, there's an old house that looks like Little House in the Prairie, and there's an old barn over there, and there's some, there's some, there's some farm equipment over here. It's an old wagon, and, and there's a plow over here, and then there's this thing. You guys, this looks like, I mean, I watched Gold Rush for a while. It looks like the shaker on Gold Rush. It was probably some piece of farm equipment. 
that at one point had a purpose. At one point, a farmer was using this old thing and it, had a, it probably had a daily purpose in the life of a farm. But then, over time, some farmer decided that we're not going to use this anymore. And it just sat here and it started to get rusty. These little wheels became harder to turn and the rust started to, to, to settle in in these places. And then it just sat here and it lost purpose. Do we feel that way? See, over these last six months, ever since COVID hit, we've all been going through all kinds of emotion. We went through disappointment, went through loss, we went through sadness, a lot of grief in this, uh, uh, some people that have lost loved ones. We've, there's been a lot of loss, a lot of disappointment over these last six months, and we've been feeling those feelings, some impatience, some when is it going to get back to normal, some of those thoughts that we've all had. But we're entering into a season now that might be the most dangerous of all the seasons. We're entering into a season now where, where there's an apathy that's setting in. There's a malaise that's, set, that's setting in in our lives. There's a, there's a sense of us going, someday life's going to be back to normal. But until then, I'm basically going to putting life on hold. Man, that's what we want to talk about because I feel like we're rusting from the inside out. But man, this, this is not where we're at right now. Man, this, we're rusting from the inside out, but God's going, how do we find life in the midst of this? That's what Jim and I want to talk about over these next four or five weeks, you guys. Now, now listen, here's how it got started. About a month ago, it was the day that Boulder Valley School Districts had made the announcement that our kids are going online again this fall. And you could hear it, you could feel it, this, this just, ugh, from so many parents of going, oh no, our kids aren't going to be able to go back to school. I talked to a friend of mine that's got a kid that's going into kindergarten and she's just going, man, my son, this is supposed to be this really fun year in kindergarten and he's going to be doing it online. A friend of mine that's got a kid that's going into middle school for the first time and she's just going, what kind of transition is that going to be? I thought about my own daughter and, I, and, and her going into her senior year in high school and thinking, is her entire senior year going to be online? Man, I'm feeling that deflated feeling. That day I looked around to our staff and man, our staff has been trying so hard in the midst of this, but this isn't what they've been trained to do, to do church online. They've been throwing things against a wall and hoping it sticks and, and, and a lot of times it doesn't and then they throw something else against the wall and hope that sticks. Man, they're trying, but they're losing. They're, they're, losing, they're fe losing some of that passion as well. It's been really difficult for them. I was sitting there in my, in my little chair, in my little desk that I have, and I, just, and I looked around at our church and I said, God, what are you doing? What are you doing right now? That you've crafted a church that people love coming to and they can't come to it. I, I, I sat there and I thought about my experience as a kid growing up and going to church and, and, and where we'd get in the car early in the morning, my parents would drag us into the car, we'd listen to the Statler Brothers or, or the Sound of Music on 8-track. It'd be two hours of boredom and then we'd come home and Sunday would start when football would start when we got home. My mom would make a great meal and that's, that's, that was Sunday for us. But now I feel like, God, you've crafted a space that people actually look forward to coming to that there's an anticipation and an excitement. And now we, we're just doing online. When is this ever gonna get back to, to normal? It's not like it used to be. Those are the kinds of things we're saying. And so in a lot of ways, we're putting our life on hold. Well, this is where God got my attention. This is where God's going, Bill, can I remind you of something? And he brought me back to a passage of scripture. He brought me back to some scripture in the Old Testament. I love this, you guys. The Bible, some people say, oh, the Bible's all archaic. You guys, the Bible's rich. It's rich with history and rich with experience that we can lean on today. Well, God brought me back 2,600 years ago, 600 years before Jesus, when the, the Babylonian Empire, when a guy named Nebuchadnezzar 
took the Babylonian Empire and he took over the, the, the Jewish people. He took over the land that Judah, the land that the Jewish people were living in. And he took those Jewish people and he spread them out all over the region, all over the nations. He spread out all of these Jewish people. It was called the Diaspora. He did it in different, different chunks of people. He'd, thousands would go and then another thousands would go. And they had to start living then in Babylon and in other places. Man, the lament that came from that, from those Jewish people was real. In fact, in Psalm, let me, let me, let me read this for you guys. In Psalm 137, it says this, he says, by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat, sat and wept as we thought of Zion. They sat on the river's edge and they wept thinking it's just not like it was. Do you feel like you're sitting on the river's edge? Just saying, it's not like it was. Well, this is where Jeremiah, a prophet in the Old Testament that wanted to speak into the lives of these people that were in Babylonian captivity. This is where Jeremiah steps in and he, and he speaks right into these guys' lives. And here's what, he, here's what happens. We think what Jeremiah is going to say when he starts writing about this is we think he's going to say, just hang in there. God's got you and he's going to fix this in, in no time. He, we think that he's going to say, he's going to say, you're being rescued tomorrow. It's going to be fixed tomorrow. But he doesn't say that. He actually says something that, that surprises us. He says this, Build houses and make yourselves at home. Put in gardens and eat what grows in the country. Marry and have children and encourage your children to marry and have children so that you'll thrive in that country and not waste away. Make yourselves at home there and work for the country's welfare. You guys, what Jeremiah is telling his people is you've got to find life in the midst of captivity. See, he knew that, that theirs was going to last 70 years. Ours has been six months. But he's going, you got to find life in the midst of captivity. And then he says this, when you get discouraged with that, he says, when you call upon me and come and pray to me, I'll hear you. When you search me, you'll find me if you seek me with all of your heart. You guys, I got to admit, I haven't done a lot of things with all of my heart in the last six months. I haven't encouraged my kids with all of my heart. I haven't pursued my wife with all of my heart. I haven't pursued exercise with all of my heart. I haven't pursued the diet with all of my heart. I haven't pursued Jesus with all of my heart. I haven't worked with all of my heart. It's been a, a heart that's been divided and discouraged and, and exhausted. And, and right now has some apathy and some rust that's been forming on it. And I feel like what God is saying to you and me in the midst of this right now is he's saying it's time to stop pushing the snooze alarm. It is time to stop, stop to take it off of autopilot. It's time to take it off of cruise control. And it's time to start living again. Now, I am not talking about, don't, don't think that, we're, that what Jim and I want to talk about to you guys is, is that we're going to be those Christians that are going to be all cavalier and we're not going to wear masks and, and we're, going to, we're, we're just going to show everybody that we cannot wear masks and we're not going to get the, the, this virus. No, we're not talking about that. I'm talking in the midst of the captivity, he's saying we got to learn how to live. In the midst of COVID, in the midst of us wearing our masks and, and being great neighbors and, and making sure we're not spreading this virus, in the midst of staying six feet apart, in the midst of making sure that we can do whatever we can to take this, this virus away, in the midst of living in COVID, how do we start living again? What brought us life and how is it, is, is it time to start to wake up to that again? Is it time to remember to start living? That's what I want to talk about. Is it, is it time to remember we have purpose? I'm going to talk about that today. Is it time to remember that we can dream? Jim's going to talk about that next week. These next four weeks, man, we just want to inspire. We want to be inspired by God and inspire each one of us to just say, all right, let's wake up in the morning, thank the Lord for a breath today, and let's live in the midst of COVID. That's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do today. I'm going to pray for us right now, and then Becky's going to sing us a song, and I'm going to come back, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about purpose, purposeful living 
in the midst of COVID, okay? So let's pray together. And as we do, I'm gonna, it's gonna be a prayer of confession. I'm gonna confess for me and maybe it'll be a confession for you too. Let's, let's bring our rusted hearts to the Lord. And then let's listen to the words that Becky will sing to us. Father, we, we pray. We pray and I confess, I confess that the disappointment and the frustration and the impatience, that those have been the thoughts on my heart. And, and I confess, Lord, that that has led even now to, a, to an apathy, almost. To a, to a someday I'll start living again. I find myself on the river's edge, wanting this to be over. Lord, I know that many of us have put things off that used to give us life, that maybe even are finding ourselves back to church this Sunday for the first time in a long time. God, we wanna be honest with you about those feelings. We wanna, we wanna, bring them to you, trust that you hear them, that they're received with your love and your grace. And Lord, we thank you that you don't want us to stay still. We pray that you would wake us up to living in the midst of COVID. We don't wanna be rusted over farm machinery. We wanna live with purpose in life. Lord, help us to embrace that in these moments today. It's in your name we pray. Amen. You were the word at the beginning. One with God, the Lord most high. Your hidden glory in creation.
right, you guys. Well, here's what we got to do. Let's look at purpose. Because if we're gonna try to live this life in the midst of COVID, man, we gotta live with purpose. But it is so hard to find purpose in the midst of COVID. You just kinda, you're going along and you're going, I used to have purpose, but I don't anymore. But I think God's at work. And I think God wants to tell us He still has a purpose for us. And let's go back to Jeremiah 1. We were talking about what Jeremiah was saying to these folks in, 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 in Babylonian captivity. Let's go back to Jeremiah 1 when God was speaking to Jeremiah. Look at what he says. This is powerful. He says, before I shaped you in the womb, I knew you. I knew all about you. Before you saw the light of day, I had holy plans for you. A prophet to the nation. That's what I had in mind for you. You guys, sometimes we read past scripture and we just keep going and going, ah, that's no big deal. This, this has got to, we got to have this settle on all of our rusted out hearts, okay? Before I shaped you in the womb, I knew all about you. Before you saw the light of day, I had a holy plan for you. You guys, Jeremiah is saying, God is saying to Jeremiah, I have known you from before you were ever shaped in your mother's womb, before me and my twin brother were in my mother's womb, God already knew me. And God was already forming a plan and a purpose for my life. That's crazy. I think I'm a grandparent, grandpa now, you guys, and I'm sitting there holding my little granddaughter, Brenly, in my arms, and there's been times that I've held her and I've just gone, God, what do you have in store for her? It's so weird to think. It's not that that's the beginning of what God has in store for her, but that God's had something in store for her before she was ever formed in Emily's belly. God has had a plan, and he started working on a purpose in her life. Now, Paul picks up on this in Ephesians. He writes this letter to the people in Ephesus, and he says, it's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we're living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eyes on us, had designs on us for glorious living. Part of the overall purpose, he is working out in everything and everyone. A purpose that he is working out so God started this before we were ever even formed in our mother's womb. And he's continuing to work on this purpose. He continues, Paul continues in Ephesians 2, he says, He creates each one of us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work he does, the good work he has gotten ready for us to do, work, he has, he had better, work we had better be doing. You guys, we have a purpose. We have a purpose. We've been ordained. That's what that word ordained is. God has set us apart for a purpose. And it started before, before we were ever formed in our mother's womb. How crazy is it that I would think at this point, though, that I don't have a purpose in the midst of COVID. So God has, has formed, before he ever formed me, God started working on a purpose. He's working out that purpose through Christ Jesus in my life. He was working it out in grade school and in high school. He's working it out at college, at University of Washington. He's working it out at, at, at the church that I worked at. He's working it out up in Bellingham, Washington. He's working it out with 14 years of college student, with college students on the University of Colorado campus. Six years here, he's been working on purpose in my life. And now COVID hits and no more purpose. Now COVID hits and I'm, and I'm purposeless. Do we honestly think that God is going, oh my gosh, what am I going to do now? COVID has hit. We're going to put purpose on hold. Maybe the day that it's gone, I'm going to breathe purpose back into you. Or as God said, I've got you right here in this time and I'm breathing purpose into your life for you to live it out in the midst of a pandemic in this world. God's still at work, you guys. I was listening to a guy talk about this. What does it mean to be made for a purpose? What does it mean? And he gave us this definition that I just love. He basically said this, when you're made for a purpose, you're using what God has put right in your hands you're using it right now, what's right in front of you, to make a difference 
for the kingdom of God. It's using what God has placed right in your hands, what God has put right in front of you right now to make a difference for the kingdom of God. I want to break that down a little bit. The first part, what God has placed right in your hands, what he's put right in front of you. You guys, I have spent so much of my life saying, God, would you just give me more? Would you, I wish you'd give me something more. I don't have enough. We're always saying we don't have enough. And I'm saying, I've been saying that all the time. I've been saying that about my profession, that I'm a preacher, I'm a, I'm a pastor. And I've said, God, come on, would you give me a little bit more? Why is it that I can remember all of the statistics of the 1981 Los Angeles Dodgers when I was 10? 11 years old, why do I know that it's Garvey, Russell, Say, Lopes, Jaeger behind the plate? Why do I remember that and I don't remember a passage of scripture that I need to know for my own life? God, come on, help me. I'm asking you, put more in my hands so that I can remember the, the things that are important in my life. I, I, I'm a, I, I speak for a living and I say, God, would you give me a better vocabulary? I wish God gave me a vocabulary that, was, that, that sounded smarter. A couple of weeks ago, Chris Sturgeon, our, our pastor of Connection and Growth, Chris was preaching for us and he said, he was at the Butterfly Pavilion and he goes, and it's the coup de gras. I'm going, man, I want to use the coup de gras. I want to use that word in my vocabulary. That'll make me sound so much smarter if I said that. I'd, I'd love to say this piece of farm equipment is the coup de gras. That's not at all why you would use that word, but I'd want to use it. In fact, I'm going to start using it. I'm going to just say to you guys sometime, man, that's the coup de gras. Because God, I want something more in my hands. But here's how God works. God doesn't, sometimes he'll give us more, but a lot of times he'll say, look at what I've already given you and I can use what I've already given you. Moses, man, Moses is begging with them. Give me more. If you're going to have me lead, give me more. And God's going, do you see that shepherd's staff that you're holding on to? That's going to be enough. Gideon, he says, I'm going to use the jawbone of an ass. The, the disciples, he said, I'm going to use some bread and some fish. David, he says, I'm going to use five smooth stones and that will be enough because the key that we have to remember, this is what the pastor, this is what that pastor said. The key is the power is not what's in our hands, but what God can do with what's in our hands. Power is not in, in those rocks. But what God can do with those rocks, the power is not what was in that shepherd's staff, but what God could do with that shepherd's staff. You guys, part of living with purpose is identifying what God has placed right in your hands. For some of you guys, it's a big backyard that you can have six or seven people with masks on sitting very comfortably six feet apart from each other and they can connect with each other in a season where we need to connect. For some of you guys, it's encouragement that God has blessed you with a gift of encouragement that we call a character trait, but God calls a gift from the Holy Spirit. And in a season where people are discouraged, you can be someone that's given encouragement. For some of you guys, it's, it's finances, that you've just been blessed with it. COVID hasn't hit you financially, and this might be your season to be more generous than you have ever been before in a season where people need that because God's placed it right in your hands. We're even starting the Christmas shop here in September, you guys. It's the coolest thing that we do as a church where we just, we give out thousands of gifts to people each year in December. We're gonna start collecting those in September because we know this might be our most important year yet in making sure that Christmas shop is ready in the midst of COVID. We need some people that organize it. Do you have a gift of organization? Do you have a gift of going after the procuring all that stuff? Man, that's what God's placed right in your hands. And we got to identify what is it that God has put right in front of you that you can live with purpose as you take hold of it and God uses it for his glory. See, a lot of us will say, I'm a, there'll be a day that I live with purpose. But God is going, no, no, right now where you were at. That's super hard for us to do. 
My daughter, my daughter who, who's in, in college, man, she wants to start doing um, event planning. This is not a season to do event planning. So she could say some other time, when it's a better time, then I'm gonna live with purpose. But God's going, no, right now. Esther could have said at some other time when it's better, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do what Mordecai asked me to do, that maybe you are set aside for a time such as this. David could have said someday at a better time, I'm going to pick up these stones. Jesus could have said someday at a better time, I'm going to go to that cross. But instead, it's, it's right now. And it's right now for each one of us. Earl McManus wrote this in, in a book that he's a, he's a pastor down in Southern California and he says this, he says, what if you knew somewhere in front of you was a moment that would change your life forever? A moment rich with potential, a moment filled with endless possibilities. What if you knew there was a moment coming, a divine moment, one where God would meet you in such a way that nothing would be the same again? What if there was a moment, a defining moment, a COVID moment? where the choices you made determine the course and momentum of your future. How would you treat that moment? How would you prepare for it? How would you identify it? Would you respond to it? You guys, that's responding now to what's happening. And then the last part is to make a difference for the kingdom of God. See, we know, we know that if we focus on ourselves in the midst of this, we're going to fall flat. But if we're really going to truly seek out our purpose, it's not going to be for us. It's going to be for others. And it's going to be for the kingdom of God. It says in 2 Corinthians, For Christ's love compels us that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. It compels us to not live for ourselves. That is living with purpose. You guys, I want to do this now. I'm going to take a little bit of a stop. I'm going to stop it for a second because I want to introduce you guys to somebody that's been on our staff for about a year and a half now that, that has, has blessed us so much. His name is Tyler Harris. He has blessed us with his singing ability, with the creativity that he does. He's worked behind the camera. Tyler has been a fantastic part of our family and our team for the last year and a half. Well, he's recently come to us and he's going, man, I feel like God is laying something on my heart that I, where, where I need to move. I need to go after what God's laying on my heart. And, and, and he shared with us, and man, he is living out exactly what I'm talking about. So I'm going to hand this over to Tyler because I want you to hear a little bit of his story in living out God's purpose in the midst of COVID. Over the last few months, God has been revealing to me a new purpose in my life that uh, I wasn't necessarily looking for uh, and not really um, expecting. Uh, I've been so blessed with such an amazing opportunity um, to learn and grow here. Um, and and um, especially in the last six months, being online, creating um, content for you guys, experiences for you guys to see. Um, I've learned so much and I've gained so much knowledge that uh, I feel the Lord is calling me to take this stuff and go and actually use it. Um, and what's so cool about that is that this new skill set, all of this knowledge, uh, God is actually leading me into a place to go be a part of a smaller church that doesn't have the knowledge, that doesn't have the capabilities in which um, Ascent has been so blessed with. Um, and probably what's the coolest part about that is that God is taking me in things that I've learned more about or just learned now um, and, and uh, is leading me into a brand new purpose, a purpose that I was not expecting, a, a purpose that I was not aware of. Um, and it for sure is scary. It's for sure hard to leave this place. It's hard to leave friends and family. Um, but I feel the Lord is calling me into this place. Um, and the only thing that I know how to do is to just follow that call. All right, you guys, I got to be honest with you. When Tyler first shared, with the, shared us that information, I was like, no, you're not going to go do that. It's not going to be like it was before. You should wait. All the things that I've just told you you shouldn't do, that's what I wanted to tell Tyler. But how do you argue with it? 
He's recognizing what he has in his hands and what he has in his hands is a great amount of gifts. He's got in his hands an ability to lead in worship. He's got in his hands knowledge of cameras and of, of, of social media and how to put that on a platform. That's stuff that a lot of churches don't have and he's taking what's in his hands right now. I'm sitting there going, in the midst of COVID, you're gonna make this change? You're crazy. And he's going, no, no, I'm listening to you. I'm listening and I'm going to do this right now. And, for, and, and to make a difference for the kingdom, churches would be blessed with what we've had around here. We've got such phenomenal tech people around here and worship people around here. The fact that we get to now see another church be blessed by the gifts that Tyler has, man, he's living out purpose. He's choosing to live and not let his heart get rusted over in the midst of all that's been going on. I love that. You guys, I got one more thing before we're going to, before Becky's going to sing and we'll wrap this thing up. A friend of mine was, I was telling her all about what we're talking about. And she goes, oh my gosh, I'm reading all about that right now. And she sent me this email of what she's reading about. And I thought, okay, that's great. I mean, but I already have my points that I want to make. But what this person, this author wrote is exactly what I'm talking about. But I love the way he says it. Listen to what he says, you guys. He says, he says, identity, identity is who you are. That doesn't change. It's the heart of a person. That's our identity. And then he says, calling is what you're designed to do. And this can change. And then he said, assignment is how you express what you're designed to do. And he says, this will change. And then he says, the season is the circumstantial, physical, emotional, and relational landscape of your life right now. And that keeps on changing. Man, I love that. I, th I personalize it for myself. I just think identity, who you are. I am a son of Christ. I, I, I am a son of Jesus. I, I, that's who I am and that will never change. That's my identity. Calling, what you're designed to do. Man, that's been formed from before I was born and God continues to form that in me, that's my calling, and that can change. My assignment, how you express what you're designed to do, that's my kids, my wife, my college students that I was doing for 14 years, that I was, that I was hanging out with for 14 years, this church, my parents, man, that's my assignment. And that, that, that will change. And now it's a season. A season that will always keep changing. It's COVID, but it doesn't stop us from living with purpose. It doesn't stop us from using what God has placed right in our hands. It doesn't stop us from responding right now, what's right in front of us to make a difference for the kingdom. Man, that's living with purpose. I'm gonna hand this over to Becky right now and, and to our worship team and to Tyler, and they're gonna sing for us one last song, and then I'm gonna wrap this thing up for this Sunday. Well, just as we have a God who takes brokenness and makes it beautiful, we know that God invites us to partner with Him in that work, where we can take whatever we have, our gifts, our time, our talents, our skills, and we can make something beautiful for it. We can make this world better. So we want to invite you into a song that Tyler is going to lead, and it speaks to this. It's called Graves into Gardens, and it's all about the fact that God, to take, God can take ashes and turn it into something beautiful, and we get to do that as well. So we invite you into the words of the song. I search the world, but it couldn't fill me. A man's empty place and treasures of fame are never enough. And you came along and pulled me back together. Every desire is now satisfied, hearing your love. Oh, there's nothing 
So you guys, I love that song. We'll finish up right now. I love that song. I'm not afraid to show you my weakness, my failures and flaws, Lord. You've seen them all and you still call me friend because the God of the mountain is the God of the valley. There's not a place your mercy and grace won't find me again. You guys, the God of the mountain and the God of the valley has been writing a purpose on your heart since before you were formed in the womb and he continues to do it today. And when we get discouraged in the midst of that purpose, he says, seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. You guys, this thing is rusted over. Not yet, not yet for us. Let's live with purpose in the midst of COVID. Let's remember to live together. Let's remember what you guys have needed in your life and what gave you life and let's seek that out again and live with purpose. And then come back next week because you need it. Come back next week and let Jim remind you a little bit more of what this looks like to live out this life in the midst of COVID. We love you guys. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you next Sunday.